Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash iron from using upside to help pay for a vacation later this year download the free upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas use promo code game to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank you can cash out anytime right to your bank paypal or a gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code game for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank that's code game for a 25 cents per gallon bonus welcome to geek five Live. Hey, it's Dean Kane. You may know me as uh, a superhero or two or four. Uh, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. So, and now, your host, Juwan. Damn it, Dane. <laughs> Man, all right. Uh, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Geek Vibes Live. Uh, episode titled DC News. Question mark, exclamation mark. Mainly because it's news that drops, but we have no idea if any of it's accurate. Um, so we're going to get into all of the things that are going on uh, DC-wise and everything else. But before we get into our topic, Welcome our host, our co-host. Sorry, I would be your host. Our co-host, Nick. Nick, what's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. Just uh, I've enjoyed my weekend. Uh, Dana and I actually went out Friday night. Uh, hit up the town. Got a little, got a little drunk. It, it was fun. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got, I got really drunk. Dana got a little drunk. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Oh, and it finished Luke Cage season two, uh, and that was pretty fucking awesome so uh shout out to cheo like well done my friend like it was a great season perfect we will reach out to him on facebook just to remind him how much he loves season two of luke cage because it was uh, a lot so of fun good. yeah uh was a lot of fun and i think cheo understands iron fist more than anyone like oh he really captured iron fist. if there's anything that i would point out it's that like i yeah. love it when 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 luke cage says to him 
you seem a little different. <laughs> like, I just died <laughs> laughing. I was like, yes. Like, he totally does because he's not all Anakin Skywalker-y. <laughs> right. Like, um, he's, not, horrible. It was, he's not horribly. Yeah. He wasn't horribly written for. So it, it was a lot yeah, easier for us to get it was, better. So much better. It it makes me so excited at the prospect of Heroes for Hire, and I I just hope absolutely I hope we get that in some form or fashion. And we may, yeah, we may. Um, let me introduce Dane. Dane, what's going on, buddy? Hey guys, I found out that if you eat more than four cans of tuna fish in a row, you throw up. It's really weird. <laughs> Super weird. And now and now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Absolutely. Uh, we're not only here. We're not only Thank here you, to give Dave. you geek news. We are also here to teach you life lessons. And the life and lesson of today draw, is GI Joe references. Absolutely. Don't eat a bunch of cans of tuna fish um, at once in one setting. All right, let's get into this DC news. Uh, it's a lot to break down, so let's get right into it. First thing is we did get a report. I don't remember exactly who the report was from because it came from so many different places. Um, our two resident DC like breaker downers are both off uh, this episode. So thank you, Kanan and Joel. Feel better, both of you. Um, okay, so we got the report that it seems as though Ben Affleck is officially out uh, of the role as Batman, and uh, Matt Reeves has been going through looking at possible replacements, i.e. Jake Gyllenhaal, I assume probably before he accepted that Marvel role. Um, and apparently, someone out of left field that I don't think many people uh, saw coming, Jack Huston. Is Huston the right way to pronounce it, Dane? Is it Huston? Hudson. What a T, yes. Hudson? Although you're okay, asking the person right. that screws up Cheo's name all the time, so I don't know why you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know... I know Danny Houston's name is spelled that way, and it's pronounced Houston. So I, but that, Houston? that's oh, just crap. that's just Danny. Totally I don't know if there's any relation. Um, so I'm just, yeah, right. I'll well, I'll now. say this: we are what, super what, lucky what that there? Jack's not on tonight's episode, or I'm pretty sure he would have hung up by now. So, um, <laughs> but Dan, I don't know. I would just be like, you. "Dude, I love doing Boardwalk. Please stay." Yeah, we would have to do a lot of that to get him to forget that we just terribly ruined his name. But, Dane, I'll start off with you because you had a really good idea on why you thought uh, they would potentially be going after uh, a guy like Jack. So I will kick it to you. Your thoughts on Ben possibly being officially out and your, and your thoughts on the idea of Jack pretty much taking uh, an audition with Matt Reeves for the Batman role. All right. So I think, first of all, we got to say that, you know, Ben Affleck being out at this point, uh, let's just throw that to the side. I, I really have no idea if that's true or not. It still isn't established since we haven't anyone talk about it, whether or not Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves Batman will be a part of this continuity or not. So maybe there still is a reason to have Ben around. I don't know. Um, I like the rumors that it's still going to be him in his 30s, uh, but it's going to be based off of the comp- concept of year one, but not technically in year one because that would have been in his 20s. Um, what I'm hoping with all of this, uh, if that's the case, if this is, you know, a bunch of people that they tried out and we found out that Jack is one of them, is, is, is one of many, you know, we might have just only gotten the leaks of Jake Gyllenhaal and him. 
There might be many. There might have been many that didn't work out. They might have tried out people on their side and still go with them. We have no idea. I will say that Jack makes sense for two reasons, if it's a part of this whole continuity. Um, for one, he's younger, much like Henry Cavill, who was on two doors beforehand, uh, much like Gal Gadot, who didn't have a huge career outside of a couple of Fast and the Furious films, uh, Jason Momoa with Aquaman, et cetera, et cetera. He's been known for Boardwalk Empire, and he had a small role in American Hustle, and he's been in the part of, I think he was in Ben-Hur, the remake, but probably better that we don't go into that. And I doubt that it will be his fault. He's a good actor. He's also tall. I think he's 6'1". Um, he kind of looks, uh, if you look at him shaved, very similar to Ben Affleck, a certain look that's similar to Ben Affleck. So that's my, my other thing that's kind of a positive. What you could do is say, Ben, you know, and this is a lot of people have this uh, speculation and, and rumor uh, with uh, Ben involved with um, Flashpoint. Uh, why don't you just do it like this? Uh, have it start off with Ben talking to, you know, Alfred about the old time period and then cut back. You kind of do it, you know, his face. It'll be the last time he's in the movie. He's basically ushering in the new guy at this point. If that's the case of where they're trying to go for, you have him, you know, kind of looking back. You make him older, even more so than before. Maybe gray him out a little bit more, or kind of work on his face, you know. Um and while he's talking to Alfred, he goes back to a certain case for a certain reason. I don't know exactly. To start off, Matt Reeves movies, and you see, you know, Jack kind of has a similar look. You tailor him like that, and you build him. And then if you want to use him in later films, you can just age him up now and just kind of, you know, swap them out. Jake Gyllenhaal didn't have a similar look, which made me think that they probably were going to be separate. It might still be separate. All I'm saying is that you can still use Ben Affleck for this and then form this guy to be your Batman. Of course, he's going to be taking, if, if it's connected, a lot of uh, cues from Ben Affleck's Batman. So it's still going to be someone that you can mold, that you don't have to worry about other stuff getting involved, kind of like what you have with Ben. Uh, this could be someone like Al Gadot, like Jason Momoa, like Ezra Miller, like Henry Cavill, that you can form into your own superhero like uh, the guy who's playing Shazam as well, you know, same concept. So if that were the case, I think it would be a smart choice. He's not someone I would pick. He's kind of out of left field, but I, enjoy, I like his look. I think he's a good actor. He's got a big build, I think, for it. And he looks, you know, strikingly similar to Ben. Um, I, I sent you guys a couple in the group chat of back-to-back shots of them uh, with certain facial hair. So, you know, I think it could work out. He might not be the guy they choose, but I like this rumor because it seems like they're trying to go for someone that is good, um, that they can mold right, and that maybe is similar to their already established Batman with Ben Affleck. Now, like I said, he has one more on his contract, the movie. Uh, he, they could just not use him. That's, that's up to Warner Brothers whether or not they want to do that. He, he can't demand a role, and Ben might not even want to perform anymore. This might be it. But if they already have it, if they could just use them, like I said, for an opening scene to kind of open this guy up, instead of that stupid concept of him being in Flashpoint and then them change going in the past and then he's a different – and it, then it make, it's too convoluted. This one, I think, kind of makes more sense to straighten out your continuity, which might not be DC's thing anymore anyways. So I have no idea. Jessica? Yeah, so. no, I mean, I, I see exactly where you're coming from. Um, only issue I took with uh, everything you said is if Ben is out, 
kind of just don't want to see him as Bruce Wayne or Batman in any capacity. Just just don't don't use him anymore. Completely bring in whoever the new Batman is. Um, I, I would just prefer that because to me it's just like it's already ripping a hard Band-Aid off for me personally, uh, the idea of him yeah. not being Batman anymore. And then it's like, all right, now i got to see him again. And then you're telling me that's like, just get rid of him if, if that's what both sides are looking to do. But, um, and just, but, yeah, I'm sorry. But with the second part of this, this is definitely not going to happen when Ben's like, you know, quit being a, a little biatch, if that's the case, and shit like that. You age him the fuck up and get him old as hell, and then you establish Batman Beyond with him as the older Bruce Wayne in a, in a, in a future version of, of Gotham. That's also something. I, I really need to stop nerding out so much. I get so sweaty. No, I mean, yeah, I, you're I, getting I, real sweaty. I tell you what, it would be, honestly, if, see, this is why I wish, like, the DCEU was, like, more successful and it had been around for, like, years before. Because what you could do is, if Ben was at the point where he's like, I kind of don't want to keep getting in shape to be like Batman anymore. You could tell him, well, listen, you don't have to. How about we kind of age you up, make you 60 or 70, and you just be the guy that trains uh, your your replacement Batman. I think he'd be extremely on board to do that. Um, you know, Maybe like he directs said, it, because he doesn't have to be in maybe the costume anymore. I think they, right, I think they would give about. him the freedom they would give him the freedom to do it, but we're so early in on the DCEU that thinking that far ahead is like you can't because it's like, all right, he hasn't even had a successful Batman movie yet. We're already trying to, like, get a Batman. But I, I'm with you. I would love that. Um, and there's so many unique things you could do with it. You could have him direct it because he doesn't have to do as much, like, physically uh, for his role of Bruce Wayne anymore. And I, I think he would actually excel in that. Um, but as far as him, him being out, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I want to say, every time I say, like, I'm over it, just tell him to get out. It's just like, a part of me is like, but what if he doesn't want to, like, stop being Batman? Like, what if it's like Warner Brothers and Matt Reeves just, like, muddying everything You've up? You've got, like, like ex-girlfriend issues with Ben, huh? Listen, man, I, I told you, I, to me personally... <laughs> I thought that was the best on-screen live-action Batman yeah. I had ever seen. I had ever seen. So, you know, whether it's him being, like like you said, just being difficult or Warner Brothers, I'm like, listen, make make a decision. Because if you're going to get rid of him, let me know now so I can rip this Band-Aid off and move on with life. Like, stop just holding me hostage. Um, but yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is, I would say, Dane, I'd be a fan of that Jack uh, casting the way you described it, if Matt Reeves is doing, um, if you could kind of pair up that Batman with um, the Elseworld Joker, have that be in one world. And then, if possible, we could get a different director to uh, direct the Batman film to keep Ben in the current DCEU. Uh, That way, it kind of works on both ends, to where Matt Reeves gets his one-off Batman film, uh, with the Batman that he wants, and you can kind of incorporate it with that Joker, um, and then maybe do like a movie where they come together, whatever, um, and we can keep our Batman in the DCEU. Because from the reports, it seems like Matt Reeves wants to separate his Batman. And I, I will echo what me and you have been saying for forever, Dane, is where does he get off? Like, where do you think? <laughs> like, why do you think 
you get to decide whether or not we get our Batman that's with the DCEU or Elseworld. Like, no, 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 no. You signed on to do Batman for the current world that they had. Like, you don't get to just change things, buddy. Planet of the Apes is amazing, but not that amazing. It wasn't Godfather. Like, you don't get to just come in here and do what you want. Um, but, Nick, what are your thoughts on Ben possibly being out for good and the idea that Matt Reeves is pretty much holding auditions with, I, I assume, his replacement? Uh um, I think it's funny uh, that we, and I say we like as in the collective we because we all do it, um, we have all of these um, running notions of, of what we would like to see the DCEU do, and then we, we get all bent out of shape when they start releasing all of these possible ideas. We're like, just give us solid news, <laughs> and yet we do the same thing. I mean, I understand it. Um, we want solid news from them, but... Um, I, I, I'm I'm sitting here chuckling at the irony, um, especially because I'm sitting here thinking of all the past circumstances of which I've done it and just pondered off on uh, various ideas as far as where they could go. Um, but I digress. Uh, as far as uh, Affleck being out, obviously it seems like it's been a long time coming. Um, we've all kind of bitten our lips collectively and tried to hold out hope that he would, you know, stick around. But, you know, I think ultimately that'll be a long shot and we've all kind of thought that for a while. As far as uh, Jack Huston, and I I did uh, look it up, it it is Huston uh, for him. Uh, As far as him as a replacement, uh, I... I think it's interesting. I don't think he has the, um, I would say like the, the classic tall, dark and handsome look. He's kind of, he's a little funny looking. Um, not like ugly by any means. Um, but he's, he's, you know, got a little bit of personality going on to, to the way he looks. Um, so I think that's a little bit different. Uh, it, it, like, I, I would say Michael Keaton kind of would fit that bill. Like, he's not a George Clooney or Val Kilmer circa 95, um, uh, nor, I mean, yeah, maybe even through Christian Bale in that category, but obviously Ben Affleck. Um, so uh, that part is a little interesting to me. Um, like, he wouldn't be somebody that I would think, oh, he, like, like feel feels like he could just, like be a younger version of Ben Affleck. He doesn't feel like that to me. Um, so I think it's interesting, Juan, that you bring up having this be like an Elseworld thing that maybe that could work. Um, I don't think that's where they're going to go with it, but maybe that could work. Um, but uh, but no, I, I mean, I like Jack Huston as an actor. Uh, he's, like Dane said, uh, he was uh, really, really fucking good in Boardwalk Empire. Um, his his character was one of my favorite characters in that series. And I love that series. And, uh, he was also solid, albeit a, in a very small supporting role, but he was really solid in American hustle. Um, those are the, like the two things that stand out to me, the two roles that stand out to me that I've seen him in. And, uh, I think he would be solid. I think he would be a great pick. I think he would, he, he's got the acting chops to pull off the character of Batman. I, I definitely, uh, think that my biggest thing is um, like 
is is he going to be as convincing as Bruce Wayne, and are they going to play Bruce Wayne the same way that Affleck portrayed Bruce Wayne? Or is this going, to, because this is going to be a younger incarnation, is that going to be different? How are they going to work that out? How is the transition going to work? Um, these are all a lot of questions that Warner Brothers and DC has to figure out. And I'm very interested to see how they approach that. Um, because I don't see him having the, maybe the, the suave that, uh, say a Ben Affleck has as Bruce Wayne. I think he'll be fine as Batman. I'm not sure that he has that same um, sophistication, if you will, as as Bruce Wayne that uh, Ben Affleck so kind of eloquently um, channeled. But as I said, this is a younger Bruce Wayne, so maybe he's still figuring everything out. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all works out. But I think if that's who they go with, that's a fine choice. I'll be totally supportive of it. Um, I would certainly rather have John Hamm because I think John Hamm has all of the characteristics for both Bruce Wayne and Batman that you would want and can just slide right into the same, like, age. Uh, but if they want to go younger, obviously he's probably not your guy. And, I mean, he, I think he's probably around the same age as Ben Affleck, but he, he kind of seems even maybe a little bit older. Um, so I could, I could understand them not wanting to go with him if they want to go with a younger Bruce Wayne. Uh, but, uh, you know, if they want to go with somebody who's a relative unknown, but a really good actor, and somebody, like Dane said, they can mold into the role and, and somebody who's going to be around for the long haul, I think Jack Huston is a is a very solid choice. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest issue I had, well, it's not really an issue because I guess you can remedy it, um, but you haven't really set it up. Uh, biggest thing is Justice League. Uh, what they set up in BVS and Justice League is Ben's Batman is the leader. Like, uh, Superman's been was, was dead until he was revived in Justice League. Even in Justice League, it kind of still seemed like Batman was the guy calling calling the uh, the shots, um, and it which was, doesn't make it, sense. It right. No, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. But that was how they set it up. Um, now that doesn't mean that you can't transition it to be Wonder Woman or transition it to be Superman. It just, to me, story wise, wouldn't fit for me personally because it's like you already have this, this set up here. Like, how are you going to now make it that one? He's younger. <laughs> And that is something you're going yeah. to have to explain at, at some point. And two, that someone else is now the, the head of, of the Justice League. Like, there's just a lot of it that just it, it really kind of confuses me. And then one thing I heard before we move on that I just want to <laughs> say to people that – I want to make one more the, point the two, before we do. Okay. Yeah, no problem, Dane. That I want to say that the two don't connect because I've heard this throughout the entirety of when this news dropped. Listen, Geek Vibes Nation, another geek. If Ben is out and they make Batman younger. No, that does not mean they have to find another Alfred. Jeremy Irons can still be Alfred. The point of Alfred is that he is the older either butler that is just serving him his food and tea and being that that pretty much father figure, that person for Bruce to lean on, or he's being someone like Jeremy Irons' character was that is more hands-on. Him being younger does not may mean that you have to get a younger Alfred. I, I've heard that numerous times, and it just completely baffles me 
that people think because Bruce Wayne is now 10 to 15 years younger that they now have to completely get an entire technology. It, it, but even that, like Jeremy Irons didn't look like crazy old as Alfred in, in uh, yeah. the two movies. He didn't look that old. So it's like, I don't even really think you need to do that. I mean, it's just 15 years, years like before, you know, like earlier that, that you're shooting for. And I don't think you have to get rid of Jeremy Irons or even try to make him seem younger. I think he's, he's fine exactly how he was portrayed in both BBS and Justice League. But, Dane, I'll kick it to you to, to close out the topic. Well, yeah, just, just two things, and I completely, you know, I, I think that the leadership of Batman always is something that kind of bothered me. Like, Batman is someone that has a definite voice in the, the Trinity, but it's like if Superman's Wyatt Earp, then he's Doc Holliday if that makes sense. Like, he's definitely much more, I'll do things myself, and I'll help you guys out because you need me, but I don't need you. That, that's kind of like how Batman's always been when it comes to leadership. Superman's the fucking leader. He's, he is the guy that has a lot more adjusted, but it, and Wonder Woman, they're kind of the two, you know, king and queen, if you will, the Justice League, while Batman comes and kind of is the third person that gives perspective. But if on a moment's notice, he'll go back to doing his own thing and, you know, screw you guys, basically. Uh, but either way, I mean, that's, we, we don't have to worry about another Justice League movie for a while now. Um, but I was going to say, it, get the right actor, period, okay? If you, if this movie doesn't seem, from what I'm gathering, uh, even if it's based off of year one, if they're saying that doesn't necessarily have to be when he was younger, yeah, whatever actor works. I don't care if you're Jack. I don't care if you're, I don't know, like a, 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 I've said it before, Josh Hartnett, uh, Oscar Isaac, um, John Hamm, Michael Fassbender, you know, whatever actor, whatever age, just if you need to, if it, if it requires you to pre- present this as a younger Batman story, then that's fine. Age him up if you're going to do another Justice League movie or have Batman involved in one of these Gotham movies that are in the now, if you will, a part of this continuity. If not, you know, John Hamm, you know, just get, get a replacement. We'll, we'll, you can keep Alfred, you know, it, we'll just have to pretend to, you know, translate out of us thinking about Ben Affleck as Batman. I was just saying Jack would be a good guy if you wanted to make the scenario of getting Ben out in an easier way and bringing someone in that kind of can just become that same person. If not, don't worry about it. Like, have, obviously, personality traits similar, but let the actor do what they're going to do. And I think they're going to do that regardless. I just hope it's all in the same continuity. I think that would be a waste. I really like your Doc Holliday uh, uh, analogy. That's perfect. Yeah. And and I'm I'm with you. You got to keep it in in the same universe. I mean, heck, I I just listened to an interview with Joe Manganiello talking about how the Deathstroke movie is very still much happening. Uh, They're they're figuring stuff out. There's a lot he can't say. So I'm just like, listen, all right, what you're not about to do, Warner Brothers. Joe could play Batman. Yeah, he actually could. But what Warner Brothers is not about to do, even though I have no control over it, is give us like 30 Batman villain solo movies, and we still have not had a Batman solo movie. Like, that that would really make me start to yeah. pull my hair out. Like, you've got to get it together, man. Like, most of these guys exist because of the idea of Batman. So it's like, all right, like Batman. Sidekicks are getting movies, enemies. Like, come on. Speaking of Bat Family, let's move on. <clears throat> it seems, though, from the reports, Batgirl is out of Birds of Prey. 
but will be getting her own solo, uh, as we pretty much knew before, but then it was kind of rocky once Whedon left. Uh, and apparently they're looking for a Kristen Stewart type. Now, I am fine with that, mainly because, um, I, I don't know, even though we were talking, Dane, b- before, uh, I think it was Cassandra, was it Cassandra Kane that we were talking about before that I said if they did it um, in, like, the Birds of Prey movie, have them rescue her, then have Black Canary say, uh, I know someone that could, you know, that would love to meet you. And then it ends with, like, uh, Cassandra Kane meeting uh, Barbara Gordon. And then the Batgirl movie is Cassandra Kane, not Barbara Gordon. Was, was Cassandra Kane the character that we were talking about? Can anyone hear me? Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I was actually rambling, but I didn't realize I was on mute. Anyways, um, oh, okay. Cassandra Kane <laughs> is the Batgirl that came in in the 90s uh, after Barbara Gordon got shot in the leg and became Oracle. Um, she helped out with, well, she was already trained. Her mom is uh, Lady Shiva, who's in the top five uh, biggest assassins, a part of the League of Assassins, and a leader of it at the time period. Just a little bit of nerd knowledge, guys. And her father was David Kane, who's one of the greatest assassins up there with Deathstroke as far as male, male assassins for hire within the DC universe. So she is already a badass. She would serve the purpose is what I'm assuming in, in um, this movie uh, of Birds of Prey as the uh, little murder girl. Uh, she would be the X-23. She would be the 11. She would be Kit Girl, you know, but Japanese, obviously. That's what ethnicity, and they said they're trying to diversify the characters by bringing her into it. So, yeah, that's, that's basically, she's, she's a bad Yeah, and, and I, I would love the idea of that being who becomes Batgirl. Um, you know, a lot of people have their, their minds and their hearts set on Barbara Gordon being the Batgirl or Batwoman that we see in that solo, which I'm fine with. I, I am fine with, but I really love the idea of Cassandra Kane, uh, a character I admitted to, to you guys I did not know much about. Um, I, I like to explore characters that I, I don't really know of that much, and I think that would be a lot of fun for them to play with on the big screen. And then if you want to say you want to bring in Kristen Stewart to whether it's Oracle or just a Barbara Gordon who gave up being being Batgirl and is now training uh, someone else to fill fill her boots. Like I'm completely fine with either way you go uh, on that. But Dane, I will pass it to you first. What are your thoughts on Batgirl being out of Birds of Prey and them saving her for the solo and Kristen Stewart being the I guess. The, the mold of like what they're looking for as far as uh, an actress. Yeah, um, I, I think that um, I think a lot of people are going to be turned off by the concept of a Kristen Stewart type. And this goes back to stuff I've said, and I understand. I mean, if, if their exposure to her through certain movies, you know, is Twilight and stuff like that, I, I can get why you wouldn't be happy with that concept. But she's actually turned herself into a pretty damn good actress. Now, personally, I would be going for more of a Emma Watson, uh, Emma Stone, um, the actress from Westworld. I can't think of her name for the life of me, but just a badass actress. That would be the person I would Emma be going for, for, for. No, no, no. From Westworld, uh, oh, uh, she was also in um, the Beatles movie. Um, yeah, the blonde chick from Westworld. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to look it up and not make it. But anyway, go ahead. No, no, Emma, Emma, Emma Thompson's a good – Evan Rachel Woods. That's who I was thinking. Evan Rachel Woods. That type of concept is who I would say would embody that character, but 
Kristen Stewart doesn't turn me off. I, I mean, if it's a type, like I said, I would go for a different type. But she could play Oracle, I think, better than she could play Batgirl. Um, I knew that they made that uh, Josh Whedon made a script for uh, Barbara's Batgirl. That is still something they could use. They can do Birds Prey by itself. Batgirl comes out later. Uh, within the movie, maybe she gets shot by Joker. They use elements uh, from the Killing Joke within that movie of at least that part of the story, um, and that sets up for Oracle becoming the leader of the Birds of Prey for the second one, training. Uh, Cassandra Kane is going to become the new Batgirl, uh, is how I would do it, but I have no idea. Um, but either way, that's fine. It's just like all this type of stuff, it's, it's a lot of, hey, this might happen. And some of the stuff that we're going to talk about contradicts other stuff within the rumors. So if that's the case and they're going for a Kristen Stewart type, I'm fine with it. If they're going for a Batgirl movie with Barbara, that's separate from the Birds of Prey movie. If they can make it work, I'm sure. Well, I've given them a lot of uh, faith beforehand, so maybe I shouldn't right now, but I'm just going to assume they know what they're doing to leave it all together. Yeah, I mean, I had this really weird idea on how they could start to incorporate a lot more things and not and not have to give every character uh, a, a solo film or a movie on the big screen. Um, just incorporate, now that you have the streaming service, do shows that, that then connect to the movies, and then you can insert the characters into the movies from the, the TV series off of your, your streaming service. I mean, because it seems like a lot of the, the characters that they're talking about giving solos to, not all of them need solos, and not all, you know maybe not all of them will hit. So instead of taking that risk, why not just introduce them on a streaming service um, you know, have it connect loosely the same way that uh, Netflix does with, uh, you know, uh, the MCU movies. And then you can just have, like, have it be a scene to where whoever's in the, the big movie, like, has an interaction with uh, the show, like a small little uh, cameo, and then just incorporate it that way. Um, so a lot of people, you know, because you can, you can explain characters a lot better through TV series than you can in movie form. So I think that'd be a really good idea, and I'm just looking for any excuse to have us uh, have the Robins from Titans incorporated <laughs> to Ben's Batman. So that's pretty much I love the only that idea. I brought that up. Uh, but, uh, Nick, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Batgirl being left out of Birds of Prey and Kristen Stewart pretty much being the, the model that they're looking for uh, as far as casting um, their Batgirl for the solo side. That's cool. I'd rather her just direct it. Like, she's a hell of a director. Um, she's making a name for herself in that field. I would, like, I'd rather them just be like, hey, Kristen Stewart, we want you to direct the Batgirl film um, and let her pick who she wants to be Batgirl. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I get it. I, honestly, I don't really care. I'm just going to be honest. Um, like the the whole thing with Birds of Prey in general is like we we've, we've had 17 different rumors over the, the past like six months as far as like w- what's going on with it and how how's the movie going to turn out and everything and it's 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 just it's like Birds of Prey is has just been um, something that's just 
it, all of the different rumors have been ad nauseum to me, and I am just at this point, like, just just when you have something, let us know. It, it goes back to what Dane says all the time, and you've said countless times, Juwan, like, it, it's one of those just annoying things with DC, and, and some things hit some of us more than others and what have you. This is one for me. I'm just like, all right, well, uh, I'll take this with a grain of salt. And when I actually have news, like, okay, cool. Um, but, yeah, I I don't care, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it, it's, it's not one of those news items that's like, oh, man, this will make or break the DC universe. So it's mm-hmm. like, and like I said, it's not official. I mean, I am not by any means, uh, because we have made friends with a lot of people that are reporting that any means want to knock them or shame them. It's just I am a person that I – like, when it comes to D.C., D.C. usually only. Um, I kind of – like, all this news that we keep giving, you know, that we keep giving as as the reporters, the stars keep coming out and saying that's not true. But it's like, all right, like, you're saying that. We're saying this. What are your reps saying? Like, your act, the guys who are paying your, like, you know, signing your checks, what do they say? Like, why do they refuse to come out and make any kind of press release to squash all this chaos that's going on? I have no idea. I will never understand that. And if I could ever speak to a Warner Brothers executive, that would be the only question I had for them. Why do you guys just let us create your own narrative? Like, why don't you come out and go, no, 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 you're wrong. Like, this is that and that's that. So we can go, oh, okay, cool. Like, I, I'll never understand that. But um, let's move on uh, because I could vent about that forever. Okay. So we got more news for you, Nick. <laughs> and it seems as though Blake Lively is being eyed as Black Canary. Alexandria Daddario is being eyed as Huntress. Uh, Nick, so I will go to you because you are loving this casting news today. Um, what are your of those actresses uh, being eyed for those individual roles? Um, I think Blake Lively as Black Canary is great. Like, I think that works super well. Um, like, I thought she was really good in Age of Adeline. Um, that's a, that was kind of that movie that I guess start really kick-started, um, uh, what's his name? Fuck, I forget his name. The, the guy who was the YouTube dude who, who impersonated, um, Harrison Ford, um, he had a small role in that, like a two or three minute role where he played a young Harrison Ford, um, and that really kick started his campaign to be Han Solo, um, that that fell totally flat and he didn't get the didn't get the role. Um, but nevertheless, like she was really good in that. Uh she was awesome in Savages. That was um I, I feel like a a very um underrated Oliver Stone movie. Um I, like I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was um, kind of weird and offbeat and and super violent and you know just um, like hyper violent, like a like Tarantino esque in that in that sort of sense, um, to the point of of comedic. And um, I, I thought it was great, and I thought she was great in it. So like I I love her personally as as Black Canary. As as far as Alexandria. Uh, I guess Didario. I don't know exactly how to pronounce yeah. that. I want to say Di- I want to say Diodario because of the strings. Uh, but uh, but anyway, Didario. Um, I I don't know much of her work. Um, I 
have seen her in a couple things, but not enough to really like have a really good impression of her. Um, but as far as the look, uh, I think she definitely has the look uh, for the character. So that's you know that's a plus. And you know um, I don't know. I, I as far as like we've discussed this you know uh, before. Like as far as casting, um, I have the utmost faith in Warner Brothers as far as casting. Like, they really haven't messed up yet as far as, like, uh, the the biggest one that I could see would be Lex Luthor. Um, but even that, like, that, to me, like, that's more of, that was more of, like, the writing, and they cast the right person for the writing, but the writing was the problem, not the casting. Like, as far as the way he portrayed as far as the way Jesse Eisenberg portrayed the character, as far as how it was written, was perfect. It was just, that's not how we envisioned the character. So, like, that was the the disconnect. But as far as just the way that they've cast it, it it's been pretty spot on every step of the way. So, I mean, I, I have the utmost faith in them that, you know, both of these characters, uh, whether it's these two actresses or one of the two or, or neither or what have you, like, I, I think they'll they'll do the characters justice as far as their casting. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing is, like, uh, outside of Finn, I don't think uh, a lot of mainstream people had any idea who Ray Fisher, uh, Ezra Miller, uh, Gale, um, or Henry were. Um, so for you to cast these, Gaul. like... Gaul, I'm sorry. For you to cast any <laughs> of these people that we... Um, you know, that a lot of people hadn't heard of or seen, you know, that much stuff of outside of, like I said, Finn, and then for them all to be home runs. Like, they were all in their individual way, like, Absolutely. great for their, their role. So, yeah. I mean, again, I just keep saying, like, God, Zach, you did a good job, man. You did a really good job. Don't don't write well, me more movies. Well, he was the casting or, director, but okay. Well, he wasn't the casting director, but I kind I don't know. I just, I, I like to give him credit because it's like, I don't know if many directors would have, that many unknown uh, actors and actresses to fill out such a big universe like this. I don't know if That's it would have taken... A lot of directors would have... Yeah, a lot of directors would have... Right, yeah, a lot of directors would have demanded, like, I want this person or I want that person. Like, right. And the fact right. that, you know, he didn't do that, that, that speaks volumes, sure. Yeah, I'll definitely give him that. Um, but yeah, as far as the cast things, I, I'm completely fine with it. Uh, both, uh, I'm fine with. I still to this day, uh, Dane, you can speak more to this than than you would be able to make. I still to this day have no idea why Huntress hasn't made her return to Arrow. I love the actress that played Huntress. Thought she was great. I love the chemistry. Yeah, I love the chemistry between her and 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 Amel. I thought it was just great. I thought it was better than any of his. Um, his chemistry with any of uh, the other, like, love interests that he had in that show. I thought that was just spot on. Uh, they got each other. They understood each other. They had the same goals. Um, I just thought it was perfect. So for me to see Huntress on the big screen would be awesome because I've been missing her on the, on the TV screen. So I'm fine with both, both actresses. Um, I think they're both really good. Uh, but, Dane, what are your thoughts? Um, uh, basically... Blake Lively, I think that she's not my number one pick. Um, I've definitely thought of other actresses for the role, but I think she's come a long way as an actress. Um, 
you know, she's definitely the movies that, that, that Nick was talking about with, with Savages and, uh, I haven't seen, um, Age of Battle Line, but I've heard a lot of good stuff and I'm going to believe Nick on, on that movie. Um, but even, uh, the town, I thought, <laughs> although I can't stop from thinking about her saying, you're always doing your coke and playing your Xbox, complaining the fucking, um, uh, what's his name? Jeremy Renner's character within the movie. Uh, but she was good. She showed a lot of potential beforehand. I think she was a dime a dozen when it came to actresses. And I think that she's definitely worked on her craft and this would be a good role for her. Like I said, there's other people I had in mind. It's very much like Jack Hudson for Batman, but I'm going to give them a chance to be able to weave them, you know, uh, do something with that character. This kind of disproves, and I'm happy about that. that they were going to use a younger black canary uh, that she was going to be, you know, uh, just, I think a teenager or early twenties, that I don't want, and it kind of goes with something we'll be talking about later on, probably the last rumor. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm down for Blake Lively. She's got to embody a certain type because Black Canary, a lot's happened to her. She's had kind of a rough life, uh, and um, we need someone that can do a better job than the uh, people that have done it on the television show because they, you know, um, no offense to Katie Cassidy, I like her as a Black Siren, but... Yeah, and I thought Sarah was great, but they just kind of like fucking ripped the character apart and split her everywhere. So whatever they do, Jessica DeGal was a good Huntress, so I, I do agree with you on that, Uh Huntress is, Black Canary is much more zen. You know, she can deal with it. She's much more concentrated. Huntress is all over the place. She uh, originally kills people, which pisses off Batman, um, and he gets her to turn around. Um, she has much of like an Electra origin story where, her father was a criminal um, overlord, and something happens to him. I, I think in certain tales, she kills him. In the original story, Helena Wayne is Batman and Selina, Catwoman's daughter, but we're not going to get into that. So she's got to be fierce. She's got to be uh, – Alexander Daddario is not someone I would think of immediately. Um, based on many ver- reasons, uh, I, I think she would be the perfect starfire. Uh, but that's fine, and I kind of think of like someone more of like a Marina Baccarin, um, who's really well known with the goth or with uh, the comic stuff with Gotham and Deadpool and et cetera, for a huntress. But she could do a good job. I, I think she would be fine, serviceable. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on what they're what they want to do with huntress. Like if you're telling me she's just like is being part of this team is like the biggest thing you're going to be doing with the huntress, then I'm fine. Um, you know, because you're not digging too much into it, like her her past, her story. It's just like she's part of the team. That's it. I, I could understand it in that, but I completely understand where you're coming from. Uh, but, dang, don't be sleeping on the current Black Canary in Arrow. She is definitely dope sauce. Uh, I get you with Katie Cassidy, and I um, can't remember the other lady's name. I get you on that, but the current Black Canary, dope. Um, she's good. All right, let's... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think she's. I think she's good. I mean, not the greatest of all time, but I think she's good. Um, all right, so let's move on. Excuse me. All right, so um, we have. All right, we're gonna go to our next topic. So it seems as though Penguin is being eyed as the villain in Birds of Prey instead of the Batman solo. I am completely fine with that because I could care less who the Birds of the Prey villain was. Um, and it's just like. I, in in my mind, I had that if 
Finn was was still Batman, it was always in my mind, John Goodman, I think, is who I always envisioned to be his penguin. Someone Mm -hmm. of the acting caliber, someone that could just fit and just just mesh very well um, with Finn's Batman. That was someone I always wanted to be his, um, to be Penguin for, for Ben's Batman. But if you're not using Penguin for uh, the Batman solo and if Ben's out, I can care less who you get as Penguin. I, I, at this point, if you want to go get Josh Gad, I think Josh Gad is a good actor, but definitely not in my top five or top ten people I would want as my Penguin. Um, but at this point, I'm just like, whatever, man. I, I, I really don't care on this. But, Nick, I'll go to you first. Your thoughts on Penguin being eyed as the villain in Birds of Prey instead of the Batman solo? Well, before that, I just want to say, I didn't watch my buddies die face down in the muck, so motherfucking John Goodman could not be cast as the fucking Penguin. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's fucking bullshit. Um, uh, hashtag the Big Lebowski. Hashtag uh, I will always quote that movie. Um, but anyway... Uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, I I kind of agree with you. Um, I mean, well, let's, we'll back it up here for a second. I think the Penguin is a good choice as a villain for the Birds of Prey. You want, I think you want, uh, it helps to have an iconic villain for a property that um, may not be um, something that the mainstream media uh, or the mainstream consumer, rather, would, would know. So, like, it helps having a villain like the Penguin that is so iconic. Um, and, you know, if you're not if you're not going to do the Joker, who to me makes the most sense, but I, I just feel like if, if this is going to be a Harley Quinn-driven movie, having the fallout between her and the Joker and having him be the villain makes the most sense for me. Um, but if you're not going to do that, if you want to either save that for later or whatever okay, fine, um, do the Penguin. Like, yes, like, that's that's great. Like, Batman doesn't need the Penguin. Uh, that, you could put any villain in a Batman movie. It doesn't matter. We're going because it's Batman, <laughs> you know? And so the fact that, you know, th- there's there's a coin flip, I guess, between the Penguin being in Batman or the uh, Birds of Prey movie, like, yes, just go ahead and put him in the Birds of Prey movie if you're not going to use the Joker because get a villain that is iconic that people know and and you can, you know, mold that character to the story or what have you. And I think it will draw in more people into the seats. Uh, More people will be interested in it as opposed to having a villain that, say, you know, the majority of, of moviegoers wouldn't know or don't recognize. So that part of it makes sense to me. As far as the casting, um, it is what it is, man. There's there's so many people um that they could they could put I, I kinda like the Jonah Hill um casting after I mean, especially after seeing him in um in uh the Wolf of Wall Street. Um I think he's got very versatile acting chops. I think he could definitely pull it off. I don't know if he'd be interested or not. Um, also, uh, War Dogs. Um, I think his his performance in that was um, was uh, you know different. Uh, so I think he's he's shown enough range for me to to really back him as you know my personal favorite as far as 
if you're not going to go with, like, our dude, John Goodman, um, who's, you know, honestly probably too tall, um, but I would totally be willing to overlook that because he's John fucking Goodman. Um, And he literally uh, portrayed the best acting performance ever as Walter Sobchak in The Big Lebowski. Uh, So, um, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's it, it's that game. It is, um, but uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, um, tomato tamale yeah. mix. What are you gonna do? Eh, fuck it. Uh, let's go bowling. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I uh, I I I, th- I feel like Jonah Hill would be a, a really good person. Josh Gad, uh, eh, you know, I I don't I haven't seen enough of Josh Gad. I it's, I I wouldn't say that I would be against it. I just haven't seen enough of him to really have formulated opinion as to. Um, how he would be as far as the Joker. I uh, I also really like the idea of Pat Oswalt, um, just because comedians are usually really good actors. Like if you give them something that they really are passionate about, and I have no doubt that he would be really passionate about that. So um, I would be very in favor of that casting choice as well. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, like I said, and the main reason why I said John Goodman is uh, I watch what I keep telling people is I think is a sleeper. Um, Crap, just completely lost the movie. It was with um, Kevin Bacon, and John Goodman played the the bad guy's dad, and he was just just so freaking perfect. I was just like, yeah, I, I could see this guy being my penguin, and he would completely change your idea on what you thought Penguin was. Like, Penguin was the guy that was, like, always the one, like, super short with the top hat and the umbrella you kind of laugh at. Uh, John Goodman would completely flip that on its head. Uh, and he would make you, same way Momoa's making you respect Aquaman, Goodwin, Goodman would make you go, you know what? Yeah, I, I think I like Penguin, you know? Like, I think I, I would like to see more of, of this character. Go ahead, I'm sorry. You, you watch Death Sentence? Yes, there you go. Death sentence. Thank you. Thank you. That, um, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, it's too on the nose, so I, I get the notion of that. Um, I was actually just, we were, I did the interview with the uh, the guy who did the um, uh, fan film for uh, Uncharted, and he was telling me how Bruce Campbell was, like, too spot on as, as, as Scully, so, like, they went with something outside the box. Uh, yeah. and it hit. It was perfect. So, I mean, I, I completely get the notion of that, completely. Um, but, Dane, what are your thoughts on Penguin um, being the villain of Birds of Prey instead of the Batman solo? Well, first of all, I just want to say, um, you said Jonah Hill. I just want to say mid-'90s looks like a cool-ass movie. Did not know Jonah Hill was in the skateboarding, but it looks like kids, and I was a big fan of kids back when I was younger. Now, getting back to this, um, I kind of want them – to do and, and for birds of prey hey guys guess what he's a penguin this is birds of prey so that's that's why he's the villain whatever if that's what they're doing that's what they're doing that means that they're going to give us a different type of villain or the batman and we'll get the penguin so i can have my cake and eat it i really don't care i want someone that's different than the usual concept kind of like what you were saying juan uh for penguin i've this time, even though I'm always like, stay by the comics, stay by the comics, you know, I've seen a rougher, more gangster version of the Penguin, you know, in the comics. But that's not the normal. I don't have a problem with someone like a Josh Gad, like a Jonah Hill, like a Patton Oswalt, to play 
the normal style penguin, and I think that they would kick it out of the park. But I would like a more ruthless penguin. Um, you know, I, I've always thought that uh, Ray Winston or, or Paul Giovanni or um, I'm trying to think of like another – it would never happen, but Joe Pesci, like that style of like someone that, that is kind of like a John Goodman, supposed to be the size, even though I kind of still like John Goodman. He's always someone I wanted to see as Kingpin, but I have no problem who they picked uh, now. Uh, but someone more ruthless, someone, someone that's like much more gangster that would like, you know, stomp your face in until you're dead. I've seen that version and I like that version. And even if we're getting how, you know, they kind of took their ways and their liberties with the Joker and the dark Knight, you know, to that level, I don't care. I would rather, rather more ruthless than the traditional penguin. Uh, Paul Giamatti, I think would be the best choice period. And I think that he would interact really well with, uh, the birds of prey being the the, the uh, you know uh, the antagonist or the protagonist to him being the antagonist. So that's what I think um, as far as him not being like I said part of the Batman. I'm sure we'll see it in time unless it's unconnected, and this sets up a penguin for whoever plays the Batman as part of that continuity. When you say Paul Giamatti, first thing I think of is um, shoot him up and how. I kind of got that feel from him from Shoot 'Em Up uh, as that ruthless bad guy, uh, and, and I'd be completely fine with with that. Like I said, John Goodman, and Nick, you made you made a good point. That might be like too on the nose. So I mean, doing like a Paul G, like I'd be completely fine. With no, that. Not, I no, I, that was not the point I was making. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I think John Goodman would be great, dude. Like I really do. Like I don't. I don't think that's too on the nose at all. I think, I, in fact, I He's think Dane two. was kind of alluding. Yeah, I think Dane was kind of alluding to the fact that like it is so not on the nose that it's perfect. You know, like I don't know. I think I think John Goodman would be awesome as the Penguin. Like, yeah, he's he's too big like to be the classic Penguin. But if you wanted to like kind of switch things on their head a little bit and have him be like like a more physically intimidating character like which you could totally do like it, it, i mean it's like we we've always said we've i know dan and i've talked about this a ton like the movies can be different than the comics they don't have to like borrow they borrow from the comics they don't take things exactly from the comics as they were so like no, I, I would be totally down with Sean Goodman. I think, I mean, dude, he's, he literally, I mean, I'm serious. He, he literally performed what I think is the best acting performance in any movie of all time. That's Walter Sobchak and the Big Lebowski. So, like, <laughs> dude, I'm serious. Like, I, I fucking love Sean Goodman. He's one of my favorite actors. Listen, man, I will say that I, I think, go ahead, Dan. I think as far as, as, as far as a character, there's been rumors, and I don't know if you guys will know who he is, uh, he was one of the, the the main villains in Batman the Animated Series, but uh, apparently there's rumors that once again there's rumors uh, that they're going to be using possibly Rupert Thorne for the Batman. He was a big gangster overlord, and to me, John Goodman, if you took the time to kind of look Rupert Thorne, that would be I think he would be perfect for that role as well. He could play the Penguin though, still too, but. He's he's someone that we should definitely get involved in one of these movies as a villain because he would do a great job. Yeah, yeah basically I'm we're just that. saying, hey, Warner Brothers, put John Goodman in a fucking Batman movie. Duh! Yeah, pretty much. 
Pretty much. I mean, even even the what you're saying as far as that game is like everyone always wanted like or not wanted, but like the idea of like Brian Cranston as as Hugo Weaving. I like the idea of you taking that character, flipping it on his face, and making it Denzel Washington. Why can't Denzel be Hugo Weaving? Uh, I, I mean, there's, more characters. there's more characters I'm pretty sure Denzel would like to sink his teeth in, um, you know, outside of – I think he'd be a great Hugo Weaving. Brian Cranston literally Strange. Was, Hugo was, Strange. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hugo Strange. Hugo sorry. Weaving's an actor. Um, sorry, yeah. Hugo Strange, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, I mean – if, if you go by the comic looks and everything like that, like Brian Cranston can knock that out of the park. But why not flip it on his head and just get completely creative with it and go for a guy like Denzel Washington, who I think would be amazing as that character. Yeah. But as far as what you, as, as far as what you were saying, they has uh, that villain that they would use for the Batman. To me, it's like there's so many great Batman villains, but I've always wanted uh, the first one to be Slade. I just do. Based off of that video game footage that um, I think it was Tim Miller directed, I just yeah. I desperately want a battle between the two of them because it's overdue. It's overdue. Like, he just seems like the ultimate opponent for Batman, right? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, just he could, could go toe-to-toe with him, like, in every form and facet of, of both their psyche and their um, physical ability, like, that's something that we have yet to see from a Batman movie. Like uh, the closest thing that I would say that we have gotten to that is Bane um, in uh, the Dark Knight Rises, and they get, it still was different. Like it, right. Bane was just was a superior um, uh, uh, physical force, but like as far as and you know like that that Batman wasn't. It was based so much more in reality that he wasn't like the fighter that that Affleck's Batman is, and that you know the DCU Batman uh, we expect to be. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I would love, I mean, that would be my first choice too. Would be would be Slade. Yeah, I mean, and the biggest question I have is that end credit scene that we saw at Justice League. Um, the fact that Lex knows who Deathstroke is. Does Deathstroke, like, has he come in contact with Batman before? Like, you know, where does he play in in this whole grand scheme of of where the DCEU is? Like, have they ever come in contact? And it would be so great if they didn't. And the first time, like, there's there's a huge thing going on in, in, in Arkham, and Batman goes to the prison, and, you know, he's, like, taking out all the guys, like, putting them back in the cells or whatever. And then just gets and then, half whooped. Absolutely. And then in comes Deathstroke, just completely giving him the business. All right, let's stop making money for DC, Nick. We're, we're already just creating a whole storyline that they're going to steal, whatever. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, and, Dan, I'm going to go to you first on this one because I know how much you like yeah. the idea of it. Um, Henry Cavill, Mission Impossible movie that i got to go see has been getting. Me too. Um, uh, he's, you know, he was talking about him loving working with Tom Cruise, who just seems like a fun guy to work with. Uh, definitely has a death wish. Um, but he, uh, he was saying how he would love to, you know, work with Tom, again, outside of, you know, the, the Mission Impossible. So we, Dane was, was kind of uh, talking about the whole idea of the possibility of seeing Henry Cavill suit up as Superman next to Tom Cruise possibly suiting up as Hal Jordan. So, Dane, I will kick it to you. 
What are your thoughts on the idea of, I think this was even a rumor, uh, that they were looking for someone around Tom Cruise's age or Tom Cruise's look or something like that. Uh, So what are your thoughts on the idea of, like, seeing Henry Superman team up with Tom's Green Lantern at some point? I'm going to mix a little bit of rumors with stuff that I think would be a good idea of what they would do as far as some casting ideas I have. But I love the idea of what they were saying was that they were going to do an older Hal Jordan and his partner, John Stewart, who's younger, a little bit younger than him. And that would be the first thing to be like a buddy cop movie. If they're going to do an older Hal Jordan, I mean, Hal Jordan, I think was written like Maverick was. <laughs> I think it was, there was a lot of inspiration to the writing in the nineties and late eighties based on Tom Cruise from Top Gun. I, I really do. I think that, and, um, the Emerald Twilight incident where Hal Jordan uh, pretty much goes insane, gets pissed off at the Green Lanterns, won't take out Sinestro after he kills a bunch of them, uh, goes and literally kills uh, a couple of his Green Lantern friends, snaps Sinestro's neck, and destroys the Green Lantern corpse, uh, turning him into Parallax at one point in which he tries to destroy the whole entire DC universe. You can start stuff with there. Uh, You can... You can have a great actor like Tom Cruise play this role. He doesn't look the age that he is. I have no clue what Tom Cruise, like how many, he, he bathes in baby's blood. Uh, yes, that, that's right. Tom Cruise takes baths in baby's blood. We've talked about this with different actors. That's the method they do. I'm just kidding. That's weird. Anyways, um, but I think Tom Cruise would be a good choice. Um, I still think that, I think this Sterling K. Brown would be a great choice for Deion Stewart. He's, if you have that good of an actor saying that he wants to play that role, he could put a lot into that role. And I, I've always found that role to be kind of one note. It's, it's your dominant military guy. You need an actor that can go in there and really develop it. And I think they would have a good chemistry. Um, the idea of Henry Cavill possibly meeting up with Tom Cruise's Green Lantern. That's pretty cool too. Um, you know, that's, but that's, we, we have a far way until we get to another Justice League movie or another reason for them to interact. Unless you're saying that the next Superman movie possibly could take place in space, which a lot of Superman stories do, and then they have some interaction with this Hal Jordan that has already had a movie or will be having a movie and that's introducing him. Who knows? A lot of speculation, like we said. Really cool to play around with it. If it was me and they were doing Jon Stewart, Hal Jordan, Buddy Cop, at the end of it, Hal would be taken out in some sort of way. I don't know if he does the whole, you know, goes crazy, kills everyone thing, but maybe he dies, you know, heroically or so everyone thinks. And then Jon Stewart trains Kyle Rayner, a young kid in his 20s, you know, Hispanic kid that also, I think, I think Hal drew comic books, or, or Kyle drew comic books, and that was one of the things that made him a great lantern because he had an illustrator's head, so, you know, when he would design stuff with his ring, it gave him an advantage. That would be a really cool story to go about. I don't know if they're even going to get that far. I'm just speculating and just adding a little bit of geeking out in between that. So, hope you enjoy. Yeah, I mean. ready over here just listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. I would even say, Dane, uh, what I always imagined when they were going, that, that the whole rumor was going around that they wanted an older Hal Jordan training a younger uh, John Stewart. I always wanted it to be, um, because the premise of that rumor was 
the Green Lanterns were, it was pretty much like the whole galaxy was pretty much like destroyed, and the Green Lanterns were trying to rebuild everything. Uh, like, it was this huge galactic war that was happening between the Lan- uh, between uh, Atrocitus and the, the Green Lanterns. I always like the idea of the reason Hal isn't uh, part of the Justice League is because uh, they needed him to stay to help rebuild everything and be the protector throughout the galaxy. So to have someone watch over Earth, he selected Jon Stewart to be that guy. Like, you protect Earth. And I'm down for that. I got everything else. I got everything else. You protect Earth. And then what you could do is, uh, when you do another Green Lantern movie, have Hal call John because he needs him, and then that's when they team up again. But Hal doesn't have to protect Earth anymore. He has to protect the larger, you know, spectrum of everything. So John is the one that he says, you know what? You handle Earth. Let me handle everything else. Uh, and that's why John is part of the, the Justice League and not Hal. Uh, so it's pretty much like I I got the bigger picture, you handle the smaller picture, uh, and then when need be, I call you, you come and help me out, and then you know you go back home, like that kind of thing. I always I always imagined in my head like that would be a cool way to go. Um, so it explains why we don't have to see Tom Cruise in every Justice League, um, and we can have our Green Lantern uh, with John Stewart. Um, but Nick, I'll go to you. What are your thoughts on everything me and Dane just said? Well, first of all, Dane got super sweaty, and he referenced a lot of shit that I'm not even privy to. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was super fucking cool. Um, I love that idea, uh, Juwan, as far as like, like having their movie end with John Stewart being the quote unquote like uh, overseer of Earth, and then having you know Tom Cruise's Hal Jordan um, go off and 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 be protecting the universe, so to speak. Um, like that, that's a really cool idea. Uh, and it, you're right. It totally explains why you don't have to have him around, uh, for all of your, you know, team up movies and those kinds of things. Um, you know, essentially if you don't want to have to pay Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise money, um, every time you make a justice league movie, because <laughs> that can get expensive. um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm totally cool with Tom Cruise, Ian Hal Jordan. Um, I he, he wouldn't be my first choice, um, but I feel like he'd be my my third. You know, somewhere in there. Like I I don't have like a like a list like in front of me as far as you know who who my picks would be. But like uh, yeah, I mean I would I would totally be down for that. I I could totally see where Dane's coming from as far as like Hal Jordan definitely seems like a Maverick esque type character. So if if you know, if Tom Cruise wants to, you know, bring his suave, you know, what have you to that uh to that character, um yeah, that would be great. Like that would, that would be awesome. I think the biggest thing for me is more so than how he would Tom Cruise would interact with Henry Cavill is like how he would interact with whoever they cast as John Stewart. Like that to me is like the big thing cuz those are the guys that are going to be in the movie together. So that would be, you know, my main concern is is if we're going to cast, cast, excuse me, cast Tom Cruise, then let's get somebody who we feel comfortable with as far as is going to interact well and and have a good rapport with Tom uh, as John Stewart. So 
Um, and, and I feel like that would be the secondary part. I mean, I feel like you wouldn't have to get a big name for Jon Stewart. If you got Tom Cruise to be Hal Jordan, like you could get a no-name to be uh, Jon Stewart. It would just be, you know, you, wanna, you would want to make sure you got somebody who wasn't going to butt heads with him. Because I, I, like Tom Cruise, um, he seems like one of those guys who's just so professional, like just like on point, like comes in, does his work, gets shit done. He's relatively easy to be around. And then you just wouldn't want to go hang out with him after work. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, the Scientology thing and all that, what have you. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, I, I feel like, um, you know, as, as long as you got the right to be John Stewart, um, and who could get along with him uh, on a set and, you know, like Henry Cavill was able to do, um, then, yeah, you'd be golden. And, I mean, I think he would be a huge box office draw for your for your film. Um, he'd be a big name to be able to market for it. And, you know, um, he's definitely got the acting chops. I mean, Tom Cruise is a fucking hell of an actor. Like, I think, I think Tom Cruise... And Dane, I think you and I have talked about this. Uh, he he kind of gets a a weird rep because um, a he's he a weirdo. Does, well, yeah. Well, I was gonna say B, but yeah, sure. A he's a weirdo. Uh, but B he also does he, he does a lot of like um, uh, James Bond esque movies, whether it be the Mission Impossible or the Jack Reacher or what have you. Um, but like people forget like. Like it's like, dude, have you never seen Born on the Fourth of July or Jerry Maguire or Rain Man or uh, you know a few good men? Collateral, Valkyrie. Collateral. That's probably my favorite Tom Cruise performance is Collateral. Like, and that's like more recent. Him and James you know, Fox are so good in that movie. Oh God, so good. But like, dude, he is a hell of a fucking actor. He can he can do yeah. just about anything. Well, uh, man, Magnolia. Magnolia. Don't you think that? But it's, yeah, it's go something ahead. about like Tom Cruise plays Tom Cruise, but he still plays it really fucking well. And the difference between that and like say someone like a Bruce Willis, who at one time I think was an extremely great actor, and I think he's in a show aside we haven't seen in a long time in film with uh, the new movie um, Glass. Yeah, uh, Glass. Yeah. Um, yeah. He plays Bruce Willis in every movie, but he's phoning it in. Tom Cruise might have a similar personality in all those roles, even collateral to an extent. This intensity, this this charisma, but he's still fucking it, doing it top notch. He's just yeah. kind of weird would, in real life. I would compare in that sense. I would compare uh, Tom Cruise to Will Smith. Like Will Smith, pretty much always plays Will Smith, but he so rarely phones it in. Like he is absolutely committed to every single role he plays. Like it is so rare that I watch a Will Smith movie. Like I can't honestly, I can't even think of one. Um, I mean, even something as shitty as like Wild Wild West, like he, he doesn't phone it in in that movie. Like he gives it his all. It's just a shitty movie. Yep. Um, but like you know, like there's there's lesser movies like I Robot. Um, but like he's fucking terrific in that movie. Um, I Am Legend. He's fucking great in that movie. Like Will Smith is. is, is it reminds me a lot of Tom Cruise in that same kind of concept that they are they definitely have a a shtick that they bring to every character that they play but nevertheless like every performance that they give is genuine and 
100% and heartfelt and they're just both really good actors and uh yeah like I, I long story short I'm I'm told I'm totally in favor of Tom Cruise uh being in a DCEU movie as Hal Jordan it'd be awesome yeah yeah I mean and the the biggest reason why I really hope that it does at at some point get made official is I hope DC builds up this universe and then how Marvel had Infinity War, I would love a Justice League War to where all of the heroes that you might have introduced in in some facet um, comes together to fight Darkseid. Because I would really love a scene where Tom Cruise, like John is telling Tom, like, you have to come back to Earth. Like, it's this huge threat. He comes, and then, like, (laughs) because he hasn't been on Earth in so long, he's like, wait, like, who's this guy in, like, this bat costume? (laughs) And he he asked him, Batman, He's like, you're not just, like, a crazy guy in a bat suit, are you? Like, I want that scene between a Tom Cruise Flash and a Ben Affleck so bad. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So bad. That would be I amazing. I think that would be great. Not to mention, and, just, like, maybe he hasn't been on Earth since, like, cell phones. Or, like, or right. at least iPhones. Like, you know, like. Right. That so he has, like, a Captain fun. America type of concept to him or Captain sure, Marvel. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Fish exactly. out of water. Like, like, he's going to be like, wait, I left Earth, and, like, I come back, there's a Wonder Woman, there's a Superman, who's the Shazam, like, there's a Cyborg, like, who are you people? Like, I would just love Tom Cruise getting love readjusted it. to Earth, because he's been gone so long, uh, yeah. and having that interaction between him and Batman, especially if Ben stays and he's still the leader, having him go head-to-head against uh, Tom Cruise's um, Hal Jordan, because we all know Hal wants to be... The, the guy in charge. He wants to be the guy that, that everyone follows. So seeing them kind of butt heads would be amazing. And I'm yeah. sorry, it'd be box office magic. Like they'd be oozing in that, that, that huge box office weekend, especially if you have a culmination of everything and then them fighting dark side. Oh, listen, we're making Warner Brothers too much money here. Let's, let's relax. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> and get Doug Lyman for, for Green Lantern. If you're going to use uh, what you call Tom Cruise, because of Edge tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. Yeah, why not? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah get Christopher McQuarrie really to movie. direct it. Please. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. That's fine, I'm too. with you on that. All right, let's get to our last story before we move out of D.C. Um, this will be a quick right. one. This will be very quick. Seems like there's no green arrow for the DCEU. Dane, your thoughts? I just think that wherever that rumor is coming from, I don't know if it's the same source. There's so many contradictory concepts, but... I think that would be a really stupid move uh, if they're trying to say the television's Green Arrow and the movies are Batman. If, 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 why? They're not the same character at all. I mean, you basically made your television version, even though I love it, more like Batman, if anything, to be that substitute. Still have Batman on television, and you can still have Green Arrow in the movies. There are different versions of Green Arrow that we – the normal version, really, that I love Stephen Amell's version, but he's more serious. Uh, he, uh, he's more brooding. You know, Green Arrow, I always I, I compared it to, like, a Ryan Gosling role. He's sarcastic. He's, like, you know, uh, quippy. He's, he's witty as hell. But he can have some darkness to him, you know, the dry version of, of, of that. Like, that, that, that is the Green Arrow. And, and I, I want to see that version, if, especially with Black Canary, because we've never seen the right version of Dinah Lance um, and, and the television and split up. I want to see Green Arrow eventually. I would like to see Batman on television. Don't tell me that's what you're going to do. You're going to be like, Flash can go both ways, Superman can, whatever, but Batman is Green Arrow. 
That's just dumb. Don't limit yourself. It's a great character. Yeah, no, I, I'm completely with you. Ryan Gosling as uh, the Green Arrow is perfect. But I will add, Dane, um, I'm with you on, you know, separating the movie Green Arrow from what we have from the television version. I just want Warner Brothers to know in no iteration of the Green Arrow, whether it's live action, uh, well, I mean, whether it's TV or, or movies, never give him that hat. <laughs> I mean, never give the him hell. that hat. I no, just, the hell. I don't know That's any it. way. Yeah, I don't know any way that that hat looks good. No <laughs> so Robin Hood that hat. hat. Yeah, no Robin Hood hat. Give him the hood. He always needs to have that hood. Um, but Ryan Gosling was completely, like, hit that. Well, I'm that out of Ryan Gosling type. Yeah, okay. I yes. Think it's, you know, there you go. Ryan Gosling. Because I don't think Gosling <laughs> yeah. would take that role. <laughs> I, no, he I wouldn't. Don't th- but he would he do great. Joker... If he turned down Joke, I really don't think he yeah. would consider Green Arrow. <laughs> well, he turned down Batman, apparently, too. Well, yeah. he turned down Joker because they wanted to sign him to a multi-picture deal. He would have done it had it yeah. not been a multi-picture deal. Um, he's, like, but, he's, sitting back like, he's sitting back like, damn, I should have taken that from, from Phoenix like if I was offered it. I think he would have um, been great. Probably not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Really? I think he's... I, I don't know. No, I don't. I'm not saying he would be that. I'm just saying he probably doesn't regret it. <laughs> like he's, he's probably just like, yeah, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm making great true. movies. So, very true. Uh, all right. So then, Nick, I'll ask you, what are your thoughts on the Green Arrow possibly not being in the DCEU? Honestly, I mean, I, I, I don't care. Um, like if they don't. If they don't put the Green Arrow in there, they have tons of other people to work with. I mean, I agree with Dane in in essence of, as far as like it's a it's a really good character that you you should like incorporate because he's got a lot of dynamics that you know they could capitalize on, especially you know like I don't know the the like older Green Arrow who teams up with Batman and in in the uh, Frank Miller Dark Knight um, um, uh, series, um, I think is really really cool. Um, So I'd really like to see those interactions. I think Garrett Hudlin would be a perfect Green Arrow. I think he would be the right caliber of actor plus the right caliber of. I wouldn't say right caliber, but like the the type the type of actor who wouldn't like like turn his nose up at the role, if you will. Um, and I don't know if any of y'all have seen um, the uh, Coen Brothers movie uh, where Oscar Isaac plays like a, a folk singer um, in the early oh, 60s. Um, I can't remember what it's called either. About. Yes, but uh, Garrett yeah. Hudlin's in it, and he like. He has like five or six lines in the whole movie, but his presence is so like intimidating, and that's like how I picture Green Arrow. Like, not a not a big talker, um, like, but like has has like this 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 presence. Inside Lewin Davis, sorry. Inside Lewin Davis, yes, that is the name of the movie. It's a great movie, everybody, go check it out. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, like he, he, he's like driving this car in this movie and he, he he has very few words but like um they're very direct and like I like I watched that movie and I'm just like dude like there are so many roles that I could like see this 
type of performance working in. Um, and I think, I think uh, it, it, I mean, it would depend on how you wanted to do Green Arrow because there's a lot of ways you could do him. Um, but if if you wanted to make him like that, that um, the, the the Green Arrow that I really like, which is you know the Frank Miller interpretation of the character, um, like I think Garrett Hudlin would be great. Uh, but like if they don't want to do him, whatever. I'm I'm so pissed that you know uh, fucking uh, what's his goddamn name uh, didn't want to do uh, uh, Martian Manhunter. Like I'm way more upset about that. Like when are we gonna get Martian Manhunter? I'm way more concerned about that. Like yeah. give me fucking Martian Manhunter. Nick. Um because like Green Arrow is cool, but Martian Manhunter is so fucking much cooler. Needed. Like, I can't. Not even on the same Horribly fucking level, needed. bro. Yes. Very well, much listen, so. Listen, I told you I'm I'm still upset. I mean, it looks really good. I I'm not hating on it at all. I'm still really upset we're getting a Shazam movie. But not even a mention of Martian Manhunter. I I yes. I will never understand that. I will no, never. No, makes no it. fucking sense. He's one of the but most complex characters in their whole fucking. Here's like, the thing. There's someone had a story idea. I don't know who it here's was. Here's the thing. They yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was, what was it called? They're was basing, it called Manhunter? They're Just basing Manhunter, the DCEU. Yeah. They're basing the DCEU off of the New 52, obviously, because in the New 52, right. there's no Martian Manhunter. There was right. Shazam, yeah, that's which I don't stupid. get. I don't get, and it makes me hate the New 52 even more. Oh, I hate the New 52. Anyway. Um, <laughs> See, I don't hate the New 52. I just, I just think, like, you, should, you shouldn't – I think you should pick and pull references where they work. And, like, I think Martian Manhunter is just – it's such an awesome, complex character that you could build so much around. Like, you could build an awesome, a fucking awesome Martian Manhunter trilogy. And, like, me, honestly, you could start it off with Dane's idea, and then you could do a prequel of how he ended up where he was, and then, like, go back and do, like, a, a finale. Like, that would be just fucking awesome. But any any which way you, you cut it, like, to me that is a character that I, it, it, just such a great character that I don't know why you're not tapping into that character. I, I don't get it. I never will get it. Um, apparently, I don't I don't know if it was Snyder or if it was, I think it might have been, um, Goyer. I don't think it, yeah, it was Goyer who was like, I think he's a silly character. Um and I'm just like, are you, a silly but you man. give us fucking kidding me, silly but characters. You give us well, but like, yeah, but Goyer has nothing to do with that. Um, I mean, it's that's you know, but like, yeah, I mean, obviously that's a more silly character. Didn't um, he write right, it as it, as it pertained to, as it pertained to like the core members of the Justice League, he thought Marsh Manor was a silly character. And I was like, dude, Marsh Manor is the most tragic fucking character of any fucking comic book. Dude, he lost his whole fucking civilization, bro. Like, Batman lost his parents. This dude lost every being that he ever knew, plus everybody dude, dude, else. basically racism. Yes. With a white like, kind of, uh, of, of Martian right. that didn't want exactly. the green ones to exist. It is such... And, and, like, in today's day and age, it is such a potent fucking story. Like, I don't know why you would not want to, like, I don't want to say capitalize on that, but I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. 
I will say I get I get the whole idea of Shazam. I, I the the biggest thing of of DC that they were hearing was it was too dark, lighten things up. So I think they were just like, all right, well, like what character? Can no, but we this throw came in way here? before any of that. No, no, way before, way before. I know, but I'm saying as far as deciding on why like, you would do it you now, have yeah. As one of the defining Justice League members, I think they were like, we need someone that we don't have to make lighthearted. That is just lighthearted. Sure. And Shazam was a perfect fit for it. No, Um, I get that, and I got no problem with Shazam. You know, I love this Shazam trailer. It was my favorite trailer of all Comic Con. No, we're not hate. Like I said, I'm completely fine with the the movie coming out and everything. It was just like, if you had to choose between a character. To, to be one of the defining Justice League members. I want to know, did Martian Manhunter's name even come up? Because it's just like, come uh, on, guys. Like, use yeah, him at it, some point. It, it, dude, it needs to be there. And you know what? You know, I was just going to say, I think that he is, in many ways, and I think we'll figure this out with DC as they go along, the Black Panther uh type hero that was forgotten for a long time and then comes out later on. It's like the impact of that character and his story, I think could really, really respond well towards people just in general. I think that he's a character that they're going to forget about. Remember he's going to make a fucking impact when they actually do have a Martian Manhunter movie. He's a very tragic character that, I mean, he is, he is basically the professor X of DC. He is very much one of the leaders of the justice league. You know, they respect him so much more. He's more intelligent than Batman. I mean, they need to make him. I mean, he's powerful as Superman, more intelligent than Batman. Uh, you watch your mouth, Dan. And he's, he's, you watch your mouth. He's, he, he, it's true, though. It, it, it's true. But he's also very loving and understanding, and that's kind of a vulnerability. And then fire. Yes. That's why he's my favorite fucking DC character, and it's a goddamn shame that he's not being made. In, it's like, he's not even being included. Much less getting a solo movie, like, he's not even being included in the Justice League and was just, like, totally wiped off uh, by Goyer. And, uh, you know, like, Goyer, uh, it's, it, he's, he can be hit or miss as a writer. I consider him to be a good writer, um, not a great writer, but a good yeah. writer. Um, but, like, that irks me. Like, I don't understand how you could look at that character and be like, eh, he's kind of silly. Like, what? No, he's not. He's fucking poetic and amazing and awesome, and fuck you. Uh, but anyway, exactly. I digress. We should move <laughs> yeah. on because I could yeah. rant about this forever. Yeah, no, nah, I'm with you. As soon as you started with Martin Manhattan, I was just like, ah, oh, I'm not going to be able to stop. Once that gets me going. But anyway, um, let's move on. Uh, that's all we have for the DC. Uh, let's move on to some Disney news. That's all? Uh, yeah, that was it. That was everything. We no, I'm joking. That was a lot. That's what I was I was like, wait, let me, let me search back through. All right. Um, so we got a – I don't get why they put out, like, two teasers. But we got two teasers for Iron Fist instead of just a trailer. I, I don't know what's going on with Netflix. But – we got two teasers. Iron Fist, uh, the first teaser we got was he was walking down an alley, saw someone getting beat up, kind of took on the guys, and you saw him use his, his fist. And then we got another teaser a few days ago where um, you see him walking with Colleen, and then he's getting flashbacks as he's walking through the street of when he was fighting. I can't remember the guy's name, uh, but when he was fighting um, – 
the guy that they that were setting up as the... That killed at the end of season one. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, in the uh, in their costume, uh, Iron Fist with the more Kunlun, yeah. yes, thank you, Iron Fist in the more traditional look. Um, it, it, I'm waiting. I know they're still probably fixing things up. It is a lot I didn't really like about the look of it, um, but I'm sure they'll fix it up. I have no issue. I, I'm sure they will. He's supposed to be getting his official costume in this second season, so I'm really hyped for that. Uh, Nick, yeah. I'll start off with you from the first two teasers. What are your thoughts and expectations for this second season of Iron Fist? Or I'm nervous. Season, I don't want to count the first one. I'm nervous, man, because after seeing him in Luke Cage, I was like, yes, this is the Danny Rand that I want. It is like this this very positive, um, like, uh, uh, fixture, and he, like, has this... Um, it's almost kind of quirky, like and corny, like his his um, uh, mantras and everything. And that's like that's that's the Danny Rand that I know and love, like from the um, TV shows that I've watched and the comics and everything else. Like that is who I picture as Danny Rand and Iron Fist. And seems like with at least with these teasers that we're delving back into the. Um, traumatic experience Danny Rand um, like you know uh, it, like I I get that you need to have some um, you have to have something to drive the show you have to have like um, some conflict and everything else but like I feel like I'm, I'm just worried that they're going to continue this missing the mark of the character that they can that they had in season one because in season one, I was just like, that is not Danny Rand. That is not how Danny Rand acts. Like, like I, I get what you're trying to do with this character, but that's not Danny Rand. Like, that is not who he has ever been portrayed as, and I don't like it. And I'm hoping that if it's there in season two, it doesn't go on too long. I mean, here's the thing. I know a lot of people really weren't a fan of the fight scenes in in um in the choreography in in Iron Fist season one, and I'm I'm counted amongst them. Um, but even bigger to me was just the 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 way they portrayed Danny Rand. It really reminded me of Anakin Skywalker. Like I I called him Danny Rannikin Skywalker. Like that's what that's what he reminded me of. Um, like prequels, Anakin Skywalker, obviously. Um, and I just, it, it has shades of that. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> um, and I just, I'm concerned, uh, because I, after seeing him appear in Luke Cage, I was like, yes, like this, this is Danny Rand. Like this is, this is Iron Fist. This is who I want to watch a, 13 episode series of um, and let all the other characters be the emotional head cases. Let Colleen be that. Let anybody else that you want to introduce be that. But like let Danny be Danny. Like don't have Danny go through these weird emotional things that he, he just does and like I don't know. I, I have not been a fan of the way they portrayed him to this point until Luke Cage 
even even in um, the Defenders, I wasn't a fan. Uh, it was a little better, but not not much better. But they nailed it. They Cheo fucking nailed it in Luke Cage, and that is the Danny Rand I want to see. And I hope that we get that. And if we don't, like, just cancel Iron Fist and move him to Luke Cage and just make Heroes for Hire and, and like, make it be a, a Luke Cage, Danny Rand show. Like, I don't – I wouldn't even care if it was just Luke Cage and, and Danny Rand just, like, like made his way in there and Heroes for Hire was just a part of the show and it was still called Luke Cage. Like, fine. Just – but I – I don't know. I'm concerned. I hope my concerns are levied, but it, it, it seems very much the same character that they introduced in season one and carried on in uh, The Defenders, and it doesn't seem like the character that we met in, in Luke Cage season two, which is what I want to see more of. I I won't judge it only because, only because it was a teaser. So a lot of what we saw in that second teaser, and it very well could be, so I'm I'm grasping here, but maybe that's not, maybe there's more to that. Maybe he, because remember, he thought he killed him. So what if he sees him on the street? Like as he's walking with Colleen, he sees him, but he's like, no, there's no way that's you. And it starts triggering uh, their moment, like that, that huge showdown that they had where they were killing each other. And that's, mm-hmm. that's all we get of that. Like, we don't have a season full of that. It's just Let that moment. Let me just say this, though, Jawan. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If, like, if we get a full season of Iron Fist from Luke Cage, like that type of Iron Fist, but with a dabble of emotional trauma from his past or whatever, like, that would be so much better than anything else that we've seen of of Iron Fist to this point, right? Yeah, I, and, and I mean, listen, I, the way I that's look what at I'm it, hope, that's that's all I mean. That's all I'm hoping for. Like, if, yeah. if if what we got in these teasers is that kind of aspect, fine. I just I want to see that Iron Fist though, like the optimistic, um, like. Uh, kind of like annoyingly optimistic character that Iron Fist usually is, um, like overly positive. He's like Obama, man. Like, like you know, like you're, you're like, God damn it, Obama. Like you're always so fucking positive about everything and like so nice to everybody. Like he kind of pissed me off with it. Like you know, like I, I like I. That's the kind of character that I want Iron Fist to be. And uh, I, I. I don't know. I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm just worried we're not going to get that, but hopefully we do. Yeah, like, like I said, I, I don't want to, because all I've heard is good things. Uh, that the choreography is great. Uh, the story of it's great. Um, it definitely the, the Iron Fist that we should have gotten in the first season. We have, to, I think, with a lot of people who had a bad taste in their mouth from the Iron Fist from both the first season and the Defenders. Uh, we have to remember the guy who did. Iron Fist season one also is horrible. Did the same guy, same guy that did um, uh, what you call it? The uh, the, uh, the guy that no, Inhuman. Uh, he did Inhuman. Oh, also. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but by the way, didn't he do the? I think he did the Defenders too, didn't he? 
uh, I think I think it was along. I think it was probably the, the same group that that did the that I. Yeah. Did. Yeah. So I think so. Yeah. I had to double so. check that, but I, I I think so. Um. So we have to chalk that up to the fact that that guy is obviously an idiot. Um. <laughs> it looks it looks like Cheo cared enough about Iron Fist to get him right. So I'm hoping whoever's in charge of Iron Fist season two, talk to, either talk to Cheo or Cheo talked to them, and they gave us the perfect Iron Fist in Season 2 of Luke Cage. So I'd like to see it more as possibly we got the negative out, which was the idiot that was in control of Iron Fist. We got him out. And I'm sorry to call him an idiot. That's way too harsh. It's only a show, but I'm sorry. You just completely effed up Iron Fist. Um, and you fucked up in humans too, so yes, you're an idiot. and in humans also. And you messed up defenders so bad, we don't even want another defenders. Like, we're good. We're, we don't need them yeah. to team up again. Like, we're, we're yeah. fine. Uh, yeah. But everything Unless I'm Chael's doing, running it, and then, like, yeah, give unless us Unless Chael's defenders. running it, then, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Chael or, or Steven, uh, or, Steven uh, it, Yeah, I was going to say, or tonight. Like, either one of those guys, yeah. like, yeah, like, give us that. <laughs> let, let them do it. But, yeah, anyway, uh, I've heard nothing but good things. I, I didn't hear good things about the first season of Iron Fist. So it's a little different. I've heard nothing but good things. Um, and I'm waiting for that first official trailer before I go, yeah, I don't know if I like the feel of, of where they're going. Only because there could be so much more to that teaser than what they showed us. So sure. it might make more sense when we see the full episode and, like, what's around it. Um, sure. So I'm willing to give it that chance. I, I need that trailer first before I can sink my teeth in it and go, I, this is the direction they're going, and I like or don't like it. But, Dane, what were your, your thoughts on the first two teasers we got from Iron Fist Season 2? And and also, Dane, did you ever go back and actually watch the first season of Iron Fist? Because I know that you hadn't watched it for a while, and you heard how bad it was, and you were like, why do I want to go and watch something that everyone tells me is fucking terrible? Jesus, calling my ass out and shit. No, no, no. I I never went back and watched it. Um, good for just, you. Uh, don't you know, ever do it. It's terrible. You don't bot. Don't don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, you know if someone tells me something tastes really horrible, um, you know I usually don't eat it. Um, so yeah, especially when like seven hundred people shit. tell you something tastes really terrible. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. No. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Um, I thought this was an upgrade. I thought what we saw in Luke Cage season two was an upgrade. Um, I, I, I really want to see that version explored. I want, like you said, Nick, if they're going to do something where it just doesn't work or it doesn't respond as well, just condense it. Heroes for Hire or have Luke Cage be the main character and they have a Heroes for Hire agency and, uh, you know, Danny is the other person that's on there mainly. You know, they can still do that. I don't. Whatever. I'm hoping that this is going to be an awesome show with actual martial arts that are not just slowed down fucking scenes from The Matrix, even though I love that movie. It just was overdone. And it's sad that Daredevil had better special effects than a clip, a couple of clips that I watched on YouTube, just because that was what the main problem that people have with it. So I went back and looked, and I was like, what the fuck? It just it made no sense. Um, yeah. And I like the actor. Uh, from Game of Thrones playing the, the uh, character, but, you know, apparently he came off like a whiny little bitch. I don't want that for Jay Rand. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see more of him, and I'm really happy that we're going to see Steel Serpent this season, just develop more uh, costumes, you know, 
that the comic book fan has been wanting to see. We're going to see those. And then also, I like Alice Eve and her as, as Typhoid Mary. Yeah, Typhoid Mary is an awesome character. You know, just completely just um, not, not schizophrenic, but kind of multiple personality disorder, actually. And she's also an assassin, I believe, if I'm correct. Alice is a good actress, too. So I'm looking forward to all this. Yeah, I mean, they have the recipe for a really, really, really good uh, season to uh, a bounce back. Uh, and, and honestly, what you guys are saying about condensing it for Heroes for Hire, it would have to be after season three of Luke Cage because the way that they the way that they were setting that season up, I thought it was going to end with the idea of flirting with Heroes for Hire. Me but too. A, I really thought that was job. where they were going to go. Yeah. yeah, but then and he got a it, job, so I'm like, well, then there yeah. you go for Heroes for Hire. You kind of don't need it because he has a job now. So, like, a that, job is an interesting way to put it. Yeah, I, I, I only want to say, like, Dan, have you seen all of Luke Cage yet? Dan? No? He's on no, mute. Nothing from me? Okay. Uh, yes, right, yes, I yes, I have. Um, <laughs> oh, you have? Yeah, he okay. said he had. All right. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah, All he right. got the uh, club. He got the club, yeah. and that totally does not fit with Heroes for Hire. Like, no. he's gonna have no. to go through losing the club and a bunch of other stuff before then. Um, and what was super confusing about that was you even had Danny go uh, when he when he met up with him, like, oh yeah, you know, I don't I don't work work there anymore. Like, I let them kind of run it and, right. or whatever. I'm just behind the scenes. So I was like, oh, my God, they're setting up Heroes for Hire. And then exactly. Was like, nope. That is totally <laughs> like, nope. what I thought, too. Yeah. <laughs> Cheo was told, like, nope. like Cheo saw – he subverted our expectations so much. Um, yeah, I was, I was actually kind of mad at Cheo uh, just a little bit. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. I thought it was uh, done beautifully. I was just like – Oh, okay. I see what you did there, Cheo. <laughs> you're like, right. yeah, you, you you just teased us and strung us along, and then we're like, nope, not gonna do it. All right. Yeah, exactly. And listen, I mean, depending on what we get from season two of of Iron Fist, you could still go there, like you said. I mean, Bushmaster's right. not dead. You could have Bushmaster completely destroy the club, and Luke Cage loses it, or he does something. So- People I don't stop think wanting to go to the club or something like I that. I don't think that's in. I don't think that's in league with where they left Bushmaster, though. Um, no. By the way, not. Bushmaster. It's not at all. By the way, props because Bushmaster was a fucking amazing character. Like, yes, like, he was. Dude, like as far as Marvel villains are concerned, like I I feel like Killmonger is still my favorite like Marvel villain of any Marvel MCU esque or Netflix property. Um, but Killmonger's up there, man. Like, he's easily in my top five. Like, that dude was fucking sick. Uh, so, yeah, just just wanted to say props to Chao on that because that shit was fucking awesome. Absolutely. I, I love Bushmaster. I love everything. Very complex. With the character. Yes, absolutely. I and, the back, and his backstory back. was great. It's so great. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I could not wait to see that character come back and to see Me what Chao has up his sleeve for that character. I said and I just love that you found yourself rooting for him. Like, yeah, that was weird. Explained right? enough that you were, yeah, that you were like, yes, kill Mariah, kill that bitch, like fuck her, like, <laughs> you know, like there, like he totally had me on Bushmaster's side, and like I was like, Luke, why are you stopping him? Let him burn that bitch alive. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, so Iron Fist 2 is definitely something. comes out in September, I believe. Definitely something we're looking forward to. Uh, just to see what they do with it uh, and hoping that it turns out really well. Uh, but let's move on. We finally got this Fox Disney deal done. Uh, it's been accepted. Um, I think the government still has to, to accept it, right, Nick? The government still has to give it uh, the okay. Nick, hello? Dane, Nick, I, no I, one? I think it's, I think it, that was what happened. I think it's a go. I think everything's good. Okay. All right, so let's go with everything. That's what we were waiting for. Right. All right. Let's say everything was a go. Uh, We did have some conflicting reports coming out saying that now that it's a done deal, Disney has no interest in pursuing any of the the current Fox films that were either either coming out or were ideas about coming out, a la the Doctor Doom, Gambit, Silver Surfer, New Mutants, and X-Men, whatever it was going to be called. Now, Shuel news that both that X-Men film and New Mutants will still happen. It will probably sure. as we've already been shot. Right, right. Of course, yes. Yeah. Uh, X-Men actually is going into reshoot soon. Um, so, uh, as we had said before, once those movies come out, Disney probably will not move forward with those current iterations of those, those characters. Um, but the news was that it seems like that Gambit movie will not be happening. That Doctor Doom movie from Noah Hawley that we all were looking forward to seems oh, like yeah. it will not be happening. Um, and the Silver Surfer movie that Fox was floating around uh, about making will not be happening. Disney has their own plans for what they wanted to I'm saying Disney. Kevin Feige has his own plans for what <laughs> yeah. he wants to do. With uh, with those properties, so I'm pretty sure after we see X Men and New Mutants, that's it. We're is- we're ushering in a whole new era uh, that Kevin Feige will be um, sending us into. But I'll go to you first, Nick. What are your thoughts about um, this deal being done? Excuse me. And how funny do you find it that people are actually trying to report that two movies that had already been shot, paid for, <laughs> pretty much done, were supposed to come out this year? We're going to be scrapped. Uh, yeah, that's stupid. Um, obviously, you release movies that you have either complete or almost complete, um, unless they're just god-awful and aren't going to make you any money. But we we know well enough that um, X-Men movies are going to make you money. So... Um, yeah, that's just, that's just stupid. That's just ridiculous. Um, it, it seems to me like they... they caught wind of the fact that um, any sort of future movies were going to be scrapped and they just ran with it and included those in it and that's just poor reporting um, but you know it happens that's that's kind of the industry um, that we uh, are involved in you know we um, we see it all the time as far as um, you know you 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 take something and and you run with it and it turns out not to be true and then you know what have you um but nevertheless uh as far as what's going to happen moving forward I, I mean i'm just excited as far as what Feige's plans are because you know like we have all these notions of what we would like to see um you know i've i've said countless times look i'm i'm kind of like dane 
in in his um his manhunter um uh idea like i've i've said countless times about my fantastic four idea as far as the space race and all that kind of stuff um like i just i think that would be super cool um um you know, I'm just excited to see what he comes up with and what they have already been plotting out for fucking years because you know they have. They've always had plans A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, they have multiple timelines and scenarios and everything else for where they want to go and what they want to do. Like, that is Kevin Feige. Like, that is the nature of who he is. And so I am super excited to see like what they're going to come up with, how they're going to um, bring these characters into the fold and how they're going to utilize these characters going forward because obviously they're going to be a big part of the MCU going forward now that um, this deal has, has been um, finalized. And I'm just, I'm just super, super pumped to see how it all pans out because, God, like I said, we all know, like, this this man has been planning it for years, and now that he has it all at his fingertips, uh, yeah, we're going to see some really, really cool shit. Yeah, absolutely, and like I said, the sky's the limit. Kevin Fucking can do mm-hmm. so many things. Like, he yeah, can right. take a break from all the Avengers and just do Fantastic Four and X-Men stuff. Yeah, And then could. back yeah. around. Uh, yeah. Which, listen, that would be, like, instead of killing off Stark and Cap, that would be a way that you could say, you know what, we don't have to kill anybody, and that way Finns and Downey can get their rest away from the characters, and you can focus on these new uh, these new assets you just got. Yeah, just and the saying, thing is, like, it's like you could just go back in time and, and, and do these characters and then explain why they're not there when the Avengers are going through all their stuff. So, like, you could start an X-Men and Fantastic Four timeline back in the 60s and carry it on for however the fuck long you wanted to and then, you know, have some reason, some, um, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, Frank Frank Richards, you know, um, doing, you know, some kind of um, alternate reality uh, time warp type fucking machine or whatever, um, or, um, you know, Professor X having, um, you know, some realization that he had to use his powers to um, conceal all the mutants or, you know, or a combination of such, like any sort of number of that. And then, you know, you could have them exist before everything that's happened and then just jump back in with all of that. So, like, um yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton a ton of things that you can do um, with all of these characters, and it's like, you know, anything that I can think of, I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. Kevin Feige, he's probably gonna think up something even fucking cooler. So I'm just Absolutely. I'm just waiting that's, with bated breath and anticipation. That's that's without a doubt. He's definitely gonna figure out something doper than any of us can can even draw up in our minds. But Dane. What are your thoughts, man? How how hyped are you that we finally get our characters back home, man? I, I'm very excited, and uh, I like that they're they're home. Um, I thought that the films that they reported that you know apparently weren't going to come out. I thought that was bullshit for the same reasons you guys said. You know, obviously they're already filmed and everything. 
And I thought that those were probably going to be the last two films. All these other ones that were named were something that they had potential in, but, you know, it was also about this deal. I know a lot of people are, have, have problems with this deal for good reasons, because a lot of people are going to be losing their jobs. But unfortunately, Fox, even though their merger or their, uh, their shareholders sued them, they were able to come up with some agreement, and that allowed this to go finalized. Now we're okaying it from the government, and we're good to go. Everyone's home, and that's awesome. And, um, you know, I mean, if Noah Hawley still wants to do a movie, man, why not just give him all five characters and let him do the Fantastic Four? Just saying. Really looking forward to X-Men coming back. And yeah. I think it's going to be really, really cool and just add yeah. a lot of layers. And I still I still think the Duffer Brothers should do that movie. But, yeah, go back in time, go forward in time, do whatever the hell you want to do. You have so many more characters now to establish yourselves with. And Marvel's looking or give him, you know, give him a Doctor Strange movie. Like, dude, he would be great for a Doctor yeah. Strange movie. Make it real trippy. Yeah. Make it super trippy. Yeah, absolutely. But I think we all can agree having the kids back home uh, is a great thing for, for Disney money-wise. It's a great thing for us as fans because we trust Kevin Feige so much. Um, and like I said, it, I think if this next Avengers movie does not end with just a crap load of people, like, really dying, not Dragon Ball Z dying, like, really dying, um, if they don't all die the way that you can kind of give those characters a break from the role is just tell people your next two slates are just X-Men and Fantastic Four oriented and yeah, give and, them their, their time and, away. Well, and your characters who aren't them. So like Doctor Strange, Black Panther, um, um, Spider-Man, uh, Captain Marvel, like all those characters. So like they don't have to... Right. Like you have those characters plus X-Men, plus Fantastic Four. Like that, dude, that's, that would last us for four or five years, you know? Yeah, yeah. Listen, and let, you can look at it like this. Like, think of the success Fox got separating Wolverine from the X-Men movies. Uh, sure. and, I, and by that, I mean, like, having him do the solo and the X-Men movies. If you're Marvel, you could absolutely do that also. You could absolutely recast Wolverine and say, listen, I want to make two movies, uh, with just him creating his story, and then I'll integrate him to the uh, the um, the X Men. Like, there's so much or, to do with it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, or like, yes, you could do that, um, or you could do like an Alpha Flight movie and introduce him in an Alpha Flight movie and have him be like the main character in that movie, and then you would have a whole other series that if the movie is successful, like he leaves at the end to go join the, the X-Men. Um, but, you know, you have all of these other characters like, you know, Puck and, um, ah, fuck, I forget most of their names. But because uh, Puck always sticks out to me because he's the coolest fucking character in Alpha Flight by far. Um, but, uh, but, no, I mean, you could, you could introduce all of these characters. And, like, I think there's like seven or eight of them, like Sasquatch, and um, Aurora. It's simple, B. It's just wrap it up. Wrap that shit up. Well, all right. <laughs> okay, Dane. Um, <laughs> uh, I have no idea what that was, but um, did you want to continue, Nick? Or no, I'm good. Are you good? Okay. Good. Dane, did you want to say something else? 
No, no, that was the wrap it up B thing. I was trying to let you guys know you got a minute thirty seconds and we're almost going, you know. Oh I'm watching the I clock, couldn't, that's You remember the I, wrap no, it I, up B I, that we got for the soundboard? I couldn't hear what it was no, I, I couldn't I, hear I what it. it was saying. I, I'm good. Okay, I couldn't hear what it was saying, so I was just like I hear noise. But um all right, it's been another great episode of Geekbox Live. Huge shout out to Joel and Cannon who are both sick. Better guys, we'll see you next week, hopefully. Um, thank you. We had a great show tonight, man. Uh, guys, we had so much fun. And to our listeners, Woo! make sure you are checking out our brand new website, www.tvnation.com. Check it out. So much stuff on there, guys. A uh, huge shout out to our writers, uh, our content creators. Thank you guys all so much for providing our website with content. Uh, and make sure you guys check out Full Court Press tomorrow. Reference Alliance Wednesday. Um, and we have so much stuff in store for you guys. Please make sure you are tuning in and have a good night. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>